Welcome, those of you that like sports. This is What's Up Doc, episode 38. Uh, We're here recapping week six of the NFL. We have one game left being played tonight. Unfortunately, uh, Dan could not join us because it's his anniversary. So happy anniversary, Dan and Nikki. Uh, So you get me and JM tonight. Uh, JM, how are you feeling? Good. This is a volatile duo. So (laughs) yeah, this episode might just fall apart. (laughs) We'll hope for the best and uh, pray for the best. Yeah, Molly's Molly's close by. If she needs to, she'll come in and, and simmer things down, maybe. Uh, but how are you feeling overall about your picks and just the last week or so? I feel okay. I started off hot uh, this week, and then I cooled down uh, very much so. You know, I picked the Chiefs, <laughs> the Ravens, the Commanders. I don't know why I would ever pick the Bears, but I did. Yeah, bad pick. <laughs> stupid, stupid. You know, everybody lost the 49ers game. Dolphins, Jags, I won. Texans, I won. And then the Patriots just stink. They had a chance to win that game. They didn't. Obviously, we're going to get into all this. But yes. um, a few of those games, I was just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> had the right thought, but at the end, it didn't work out for me. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you and Dan are big Charger fans tonight because currently I am 10 and 4. You both are 9 and 5. If if the if the Cowboys win tonight, I get two games back on you guys. Uh if the Chargers win, we just push on the week and I'll finish uh 10 and 5. So, it, it's an interesting week. I'm excited. Some good sports, some good college sports too, which we don't talk we haven't talked a ton about college football mainly cuz we'll probably only talk about when the playoff really comes around, but some good games. Uh overall, good weekend. Uh, but yeah, let's just go ahead and, and get into it unless there's anything else you want to add. No. Did you watch that Oregon-Washington game at all? I didn't watch it, but I was following the score very closely, and it seemed yeah. crazy. Yeah, that was a really fun game, and that Penix kid from Washington is uh, in all likelihood going to win the Heisman unless he ro- royally screws up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, this the draft, I know we're far away from the draft, but there's going to be a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks, and I think there might be a lot of good young quarterbacks. It's going to make the, the NFL is getting real interesting with how many good young quarterbacks are coming into the league. You just have to have a quarterback to be competitive. You just have to. It's true. It's true. All right, well, let's get into it, and we'll talk a little bit about some of these teams and games. All right, we're here talking week six NFL games, and we're going to start with that Thursday night game that was closer than anyone would have thought. Kansas City and Denver. Uh, Kansas City pulls it out. Uh, Denver, what do you what do you have to say about this game, JM? I think, oh man, Kansas City, both Kansas City and Philadelphia, I think they have similar stories. They're both 5-1, and one, but they both, it just doesn't seem like they've hit their stride, right? Like, you know, Kansas City beats Jacksonville in a game that their defense really showed up. They dominate Chicago, but everybody dominates Chicago. Uh, they barely beat the Jets. They have a close game against Minnesota and a close game, you know, a closer than expected game against Denver. Um, I'm, you know, it's a good thing their defense is showing up. That's how they're really hanging on to some of these wins. But um, I'd like to see Kansas City get it together offensively. Travis Kelsey is really their only weapon, it seems like, at least consistently. Uh, Pacheco does a good job out of the backfield. Mahomes is Mahomes. Uh, their offensive line has struggled a little bit, especially that right tackle, I think, Jawan Taylor. Um, but really, I'd like to see I'm, – I'm interested to see if Kansas City makes any moves uh, coming up in the next few weeks before the trade deadline, uh, maybe trade for a receiver. I know there might be a few receivers out there on the market, um, you think of a guy like 
uh, Mike Evans in Tampa. You know, this yeah. is a contract year for him. He didn't resign before the year. Uh, so there's a chance that somebody could try to trade for him. Um, I was thinking maybe Devonte Adams in Las Vegas, but now they're three and three, so they might yeah. hold on to him and see what they do. But and they probably wouldn't trade him inside the division. But uh, just you know, a couple of things to keep your eye on. I think they need one more weapon. I do think that they, uh, you know, they miss Tyreek, but you can't say they miss him too much because they won a Super Bowl without him last year. So, uh, but they need somebody that can step up and be consistent. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, you know, I think last year they won the Super Bowl. They were a great team. Uh, I think they're still a good team. I do think, like you said, the, the biggest question I have is, and I don't know, I, if you listen to uh, Nick Wright on first things first, he's like, if the biggest issue the Kansas City Chiefs have is their offense, then I'm betting on them to win the Super Bowl again. Uh, and it's a fair statement to make because it's Patrick Mahomes. But at the same time, like, I don't know. We keep saying these receivers need to step up and we're now six weeks into the season and they're not stepping up. I mean, uh, you know, I looked at this weekend and thought it was a, it was a a good representation of the dolphins. And here's one of my three points is Kansas city put up 19 points against this Denver team that Miami put 70 points on. Um, And so I think, you know, the biggest threat I think in the AFC to Kansas city is Miami Uh, and we'll get into their game and I'll tell you some of the, the good things I saw from them. Um, but I'm, I'm worried if I'm Kansas city, because if you have to get into a shootout with the team, I don't know right now, their offense doesn't look like the type of offense that can play in a shootout kind of game. Um, they're relying on their defense, which is playing well. Um, but we know at the end of the day, you know, in these playoff games, you have to go put up 30 plus points at least once, if not more than once, if you're going to win some of these playoff games. Um, and so it's early, you know, they have a lot of time to figure it out. You know, like you said, maybe there's a couple guys that come available and they make, you know, a splashy trade to get them. Um, but I'm interested to see as for Denver, the biggest thing is, are they going to keep playing Russ? Uh, I know that he has that contract, but you know, even if they, I, I was reading something where if they drop him before I forget, like the third day of the league calendar year next year, they only lose like, and you know, I say only because in NFL terms, it's not a lot, but they lose like $20 million in dead cap. And then they, they're out of his contract. Um, and realistically that sounds like a much better option than trying to keep him on and make things work with him at this point. Um, they might let him play the rest of the season just because they don't have a necessarily better option. And at this point they're in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, you know, are they going to win many games? I don't think so. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I'm interested to see how both these teams do. The chiefs, uh, have a couple of good games coming up. I believe I know they play the dolphins in Germany in a couple weeks, uh, but yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add or no? Nope. That's fine. Okay. Moving on. We go to the game in London, which was Baltimore and Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore wins 24, 16, uh, technically re- retake first place in the AFC North. I know the Steelers have the tiebreaker, but you know, technically they have one more win. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot to add for this game. I think the Ryan Tannehill injury hurts. Um, did Will Levis step in for him? Do we know? No, Malik Willis did. Okay, yeah, that is probably the biggest thing to me. I am, I, I don't know what they're doing. Like, why draft Will Levis if you're not going to throw him in that game and just let him play? I don't know. Maybe he's not ready. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there's a yeah. reason that he dropped in the draft. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I just feel like you have this young quarterback. You already tried Malik Willis, and you clearly but didn't like him because you drafted what I think Will is, Levis. 
so let the guy play. Like, why why make him sit? You know, we're seeing it with Anthony Richardson, who I know got hurt, but you know, Anthony Richardson was getting better week after week after week, and it's just because you're getting that that real time reps in a season that you know the team's not going to perform well in. Um, that's probably my only takeaway from the game. The Ravens got back on track, got a win against the team that they should. Um, we'll see what happens with this division. It's getting real spicy in the AFC North. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Ravens. I, okay. I think, um, I think the Ravens are a good football team, especially if they're healthy. I've been really impressed with Lamar Jackson. Um, obviously he doesn't play well against Pittsburgh. Um, we know that. So, um, but as far as like just the way he looked in that game, especially in the first half, um, what he was doing, uh, passing the ball, running the ball, um, he's been playing good football. So if he can stay healthy, that's going to be a lot of fun. They play Detroit this upcoming week, uh, which I think is going to be a blast of a game. So um, I'm really looking forward to watching that. But overall, yeah, I think Baltimore is a, a scary team. Um, and we'll get into the standings a little bit later, but um, but I'm excited because I think that what is shaping up here in the AFC is going to be uh, just a blast coming down the stretch. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. A lot of these games, it's going to get tight where, you know, you lose this one game and it could be your season uh, when you look back on it. Uh, moving on, we have Miami and, and uh, Carolina. Carolina gave Miami a scare early in this game, um, but the Dolphins went on to score 35 straight points, uh, won the game 42-21 to, uh, you know, looking like the MVP of the league currently. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say. I Look, realistically, people, you know, I, as I was reading about the game, because unfortunately we didn't get it in Gainesville, um, you know, the the Panthers had two drives before the Dolphins had one. The Panthers scored two touchdowns. I think the Dolphins might have thought the Panthers 0-5, we're playing great, we're going to come in and beat this team bad. Um, and then after that first quarter ended, the defense, you know, did their thing, uh, got stops, didn't let the, you know, the Panthers didn't score another time on the defense. The only other touchdown was when Mike White came in at the end of the game in the fourth quarter and threw a pick six. Uh, and the Dolphins got back on track. And so I think it could have been a trap game, um, but I wasn't really shocked to see them come back and win this game. Um, this team is scary. Then this next week, the next couple weeks are big weeks. Uh, they play Philadelphia, then they play New England, which should be a win, and they go to Germany and play Kansas City. Uh, so three straight week, like two out of three weeks that are going to be real telling as to what this team can do going forward. Uh, yeah, I, I do want to, like, like I said, I said this last week, like Miami really hasn't played anybody other than Buffalo and LA um, in both those games. One was a blowout and one game was close. The other four games have been against teams that have really looked awful all year long. Uh, New England, Denver, New York Giants, and Carolina are probably, along with Chicago, like the five worst teams in the league. Sure, sure. Yeah, and so, Buffalo almost lost to one of them, so... I mean, yeah, because it's the NFL, so yeah. things like that happen. Um, <laughs> but you lost by 28 to Buffalo, so you definitely lost to them. But what I'm saying is, yes, two of these next three weeks, Philadelphia and Kansas City, um, like I said, that's going to be a measuring stick for Miami. Um, I think that they probably win one of those games, Philadelphia yeah. and Kansas City. Um, against two, I don't really know yet. But yeah. But I want to tell you this: if the Dolphins are going into the bye, they're what six and they're five and one right now, so they'd be seven and two going into the bye. I, I, like you can't hate your position, especially if the wins over Kansas City, where now you hold the tiebreaker over them, and you 
essentially are in a race for the top spot in the AFC. So no, yeah, yeah. The pressure, the pressure in this division is definitely on Buffalo because yeah. Buffalo has to. They they play the last week of the year, but Buffalo just has to keep up with with Miami so that the last three weeks of the season for Miami, they play Dallas, Baltimore, and Buffalo. Buffalo needs to keep up so that those last three games for Miami matter. Like, yes. And I think that they will, um, but divisionally matter because, um, you know, I think Miami is going to be in a fight for the one seed with, with Kansas city, um, you know, pretty much all year, but, but those are, that's an important game. Like these games coming up are important for the division. So yeah. Buffalo has to take care of their business, which th- they're making me nervous. So yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they are. We'll get into that game. Uh, this next game you predicted correctly. Dane and I got wrong. It was Houston and new Orleans. Uh, I did say, if you listened, I don't know if you listened to the last episode, I did say CJ Stroud would throw his first pick and he did. And then the saints immediately fumbled and gave the ball back to Houston. Um, but <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, the Texans are interesting. I did originally when we, we talked about them. Um, I had them second in this division. Uh, I don't know. They're, they're just something about them seems pretty good. And maybe CJ Stroud's one of those first Ohio state quarterbacks that actually pans out, uh, and, and becomes like a career NFL player. Who knows? Possibly. We'll see. There's, you know, once these teams continue to get film on him, we'll see if things change. Um, but yeah, so far he looks like the real deal. So, um, hopefully he keeps playing well. I think he's a great guy from what I hear. Um, so I'm rooting for him to, to continue to play well. And, um, Houston, just their franchise in general, uh, is not very good and they haven't had a great history other than the couple of years that just Deshaun Watson played. So, uh, the fan base having some hope is a good thing. Um, New Orleans. Oh my gosh, bro. <laughs> they have weapons on offense and Derek Carr is just he's just Derek Carr he's just he you think that he should be better than he is and each week he continues to let you down I'm just trying I'm yeah I'm trying to figure out how he threw for 350 yards and they only scored 13 points like that just doesn't that math doesn't make sense in my head I know (laughs) they just found a way to lose I guess uh but again neither of these teams i feel like really have playoff i mean maybe the saints do because they could win their division because it's so terrible but neither of these teams we really expect to do anything in the playoffs they're just oh yeah we don't expect them but i think like we can get into this now but the the afc standings are wild i mean it is it is like an absolute log jam if you go to the standings yeah yeah (laughs) there's there's like three teams that are out of it and everybody else is live in the AFC. No, yeah, have... there's, there's 13 teams that are 500 or better. Yeah, that is which insane. Is what we, which is what we kind of expected from the AFC, right? We say that it's the better conference, but there's so much parity, right? It's like, like I said, it's going to be so much fun coming down the stretch. Um, and honestly, if you look at the standings right now, so you have okay. Kansas City, Miami, Baltimore, Jacksonville. Um I, I think that if those four teams won their division, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and then you have Buffalo, who I think will make the playoffs. So, so there's five. And then I think that you have uh, the, Char- <laughs> the Chargers, the Bengals, Pittsburgh, the Browns, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> like those Even the Jets. I mean, I they're know. winning games. I don't know. They are. Yeah, I mean, you know, if the Jets 
here's what's interesting about the Jets' schedule. If you pull up their schedule, they played Buffalo, Dallas, New England, Kansas City, Denver, and Philadelphia. If you said with a healthy Aaron Rodgers before the season starts, what do you expect their record to be? I said they'd Uh, go one and five. Well, if you told me three and three, I'd say, <laughs> yeah, it's not a that's not a bad start because that's a golf yeah. schedule. Now, obviously, New England and Denver are worse than what we thought than what we anticipated them being. Well, the they lost to New England too. Correct. We thought <laughs> they were going to be worse than or better than what they were, but still, like three and three for the Jets is not bad. And then they have the Giants coming out, the Chargers, Vegas. So, yeah, if they could string together some wins, who knows what can happen? Their defense. Listen, they're three and zero when they have. Uh, three or more turnovers and they're zero and three when they have less than three. So I don't think that that's very, um, what is sustainable, correct, sustainable. (laughs) Um, but who knows, but yeah, the AFC is a ton of fun. Now, if you go to the NFC standings, can you pull those up? Do you have them? Yeah, I have it right here. The NFC standings are interesting too, because I honestly think as I was looking at them, I think that this is the seven playoff teams. I think that the seven teams that are in the playoffs right now will be the seven teams that get in. And I'll, I'll tell you, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Detroit, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Dallas, LA Rams. I think that those are your seven best teams in the NFC. Um, And I'd be, that's who I anticipate making the playoffs. So, whereas in the AFC, you kind of don't really know, like you think you have five teams picked out and then the other two could go anyway based on injuries and just how things shape up. But yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's definitely a tight race, and it's definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, going over to that NFC side, though, you have the Commanders and the Falcons. Commanders find a way to win. Uh, you know, I don't really have a much – I don't have much to say. The Commanders, I feel like, are one of those teams where it's like – they almost feel like the Vikings from a year ago that won a bunch of close games. Like, maybe this is the year the Commanders win a bunch of close games. Uh, they had a chance – you know, really, if you think about it, against that Buffalo team – uh, when they played a couple weeks ago, even though they got blown out score-wise, they had a bunch of turnovers. They had plenty of chances to score, and Sam Howell just threw a bunch of picks. Um, and so, I don't know. I think the Commanders are better than what people think, uh, and I think if you don't take them serious, they can shock you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The, the Commanders are a scary team because they have some weapons. Um, but, yeah, I don't have much to say about this game. I think both these teams are our average and we'll probably finish a little bit under 500. Yeah. Next game was Jags and Colts. Uh, Dan had to stay true to his uh, non Jacksonville ways and pick the Colts in this game, even though me and you picked Jacksonville Uh, Jacksonville did win. Uh, I think Jacksonville's back on track. That's pretty much all I got from the game. ETM's running the ball. Well, Uh, you know, they have 20 points to Gardner Minshew, which maybe that's not, you know, that's something you can work on, but Overall, you can't be. I feel like you can't be mad as a Jags fan from this yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, four and two, not bad. Two wins against the Colts this year, which is good. Usually, they lose one of those games. Uh, traditionally, um, they they typically lose one game to the Colts a year. So, being two and zero against the Colts this year is a good thing. Um, however, uh, Trevor Lawrence did get hurt in this game. So, oh, I did not realize. Uh, yeah, I think he has like a knee bruise or something like that. But I know he's something questionable. to keep an eye on. Yeah, definitely something to keep your, keep an eye on. Um, I don't really know who their backup is, to be honest with you. But, um, but yeah, that's something this week as we monitor. Let's see who they play next week. Oh, at New Orleans. On Thursday. Ooh, on Thursday night. So I don't know if he'll be so ready for Thursday have, Trevor Lawrence may not play. That is not that is something to keep an eye on. We'll have to, for our picks, yeah, be aware. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
next game, this game, you know, two teams that I think we both think is going to make the playoffs, Seattle and Cincinnati. Um, I was shocked that Cincinnati won this game. Uh, Seattle, from what I saw, had two opportunities, like two goal line opportunities to score and take the lead in this game and could not convert. Um, you know, I think we both, you know, you've talked about this too. It, it's been a must win scenario for Cincy. Uh, the past two weeks, like if they lost either of those weeks going into their bye two and four and then having to play San Francisco uh, and Buffalo, that's not really where you want to be into those games. Going 500 and then saying, okay, can we just split those games feels much better. Um, as for Seattle, you know, I, them losing this game, they've lost two games this year, uh, you know, that, that first game of the season and then this one. So not a much to say about them. I think they're a good team. I think they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, this is uh, this is fun because I feel like we've been on this um, this up and down with the AFC North, where like one week we're like, yeah, AFC North is really good, and then the next week we're like, <laughs> AFC North is full of bad teams, yes. and then this week all the AFC North teams won, and besides Pittsburgh had the bye, yeah, um, <laughs> they looked, but they looked good. So uh, that's what's interesting, you know. I think the Cincinnati hits their bye just the right time, honestly. Um, Burrow has a chance to rehab that calf and, um, it's looked good, but now he can maybe kind of get back into, uh, even more tip top shape. T Higgins obviously has a rib injury. Um, he has a chance to rest up. Their defense has a chance to rest up and then they have, you know, San Francisco, Buffalo, um, and then Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. So tough schedule coming out of the bye, but honestly, from what I saw last, last year, that San Francisco game is going to be interesting. Um, but I think Cincinnati is better than Buffalo. I think, you know, even when the whole DeMar Hamlin thing went down, they were out playing Buffalo for the first part of that game. And then they just dismantled them in the playoffs at Buffalo. Yeah. So I think Cincinnati is the better team there. Um, if they stay healthy. So yeah, I think four and four through eight games would be great for Cincinnati. Um, if they can manage one of those games after the bye. Um, and then, yeah, they're a team to be reckoned with for sure. They're dangerous um, and they are contenders. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This next game, I want to hear from you first. Vikings, Bears. You took the Bears. Dan and I took the Vikings. I want you to know, did you listen to the episode last episode no. or no? Mm-mm. That's okay. Uh, Dan and I both said you took the Bears and we both were like, JM took the Bears. We're taking the Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, I think you and the Bears are just a cursed combo right now. <laughs> I yes, it's it's awful. I don't know why. I guess I was you know coming off that week where they played really well against the Commanders and they had some life against the Broncos offensively. You know they're coming off of two weeks where you know they probably you know they should have won the Broncos game. They dismantled the Commanders in Washington. I thought that they could put something together, especially with Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, hurt and they're playing at home, but it's basically what they did week one, which is just disappoint. You know, they, they have this chance to get on track, to put together a win streak and boom, they don't show up. Justin Fields gets hurt. It's just a disaster. DJ Moore is barely involved. Um, just a mess. So Anyway, um, well, I, their, the cancer of their locker room is gone, though. They should have won this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. they did. I mean, it was 1913. They had to go down and drive and, and take the lead. So it wasn't sure. like it was a crazy game. Let me see what the Bears' schedule is. Las Vegas, L.A., New Orleans, Carolina, Detroit, Minnesota. 
All right, I'm picking against the Bears the rest of the games this year. Besides Carolina, actually, they should lose that game to Carolina because they have Carolina's number one pick. Mm. So they should make their own pick better by losing to them. Or beat them, and I don't know. Either way, they have Carolina's number one pick, so that's an interesting game to to keep an eye on. Uh, All right, this next one was the shocker, I think, of the weekend, if I'm looking at all the games. It was Niners-Browns. I guess I didn't talk a lot about the Vikings and Bears. There's not a lot to say. I think both these teams aren't good. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to let you you go first, and then I will talk about my feelings about this game. We texted a little bit about this. Yes, we did. Um, but so here's here's what's here's what's interesting. I I was listening to some sports talk radio today. Now, for sure, you know San Francisco won like their last fifteen regular season games. This is the NFL. Things happen. Upsets happen. I am not going to jump to a bunch of conclusions saying, "Oh, San Francisco is a bunch of frauds." They're not. They have absolutely dominated teams this year. Now, here's what happened. They played against Dallas, a great game against Dallas. Dallas's defense is physical. That game was physical. Now they go on the road to Cleveland, rainy game. They lose two of their best players, um, and still they have a chance to, to drive down and win when they're not playing their best. So I think there's positives to take from it. Yes, they didn't play their best. Like Purdy... 12 for 27, didn't play well, had an interception. Um, but at the same probably time, they, huh? I said yeah. he probably should have thrown two. Like that that one to start the drive to get in field goal range, he threw a pick and the guy just dropped it. Sure. But the the Browns defense is arguably the best in football. Um, yeah. like Dan, like Dan always says, like AFC North football is is different. It's physical, it's it's gritty. Um, you know. So so what I'm saying is I'm not going to overreact. I think that San Francisco is still top to bottom the best team in football. Um, I I think that this win is or this loss is humbling for them. But here's what I listened. You know, at at one point, um, at one point, like I heard today, like if you went back and watched a Tom Brady game, which I'm not comparing, but I'm saying like. Oh, no. Tom Brady is the best quarterback in football ever. For sure. Um, well, yeah. For sure. No, it's for sure. And so if you, <laughs> if you, if he went into a game on the road in bad weather against the best defense in the league and he lost Gronk and Edelman and still had a chance to win the game and drove, a, drove, a, drove a, his team down the field, you would not say at the end of the game that game was Brady's fault. That's fair. You know, like you you wouldn't. But, but now everybody but. who wants to say now everybody who wants to say, oh, I knew I was right about Brock Purdy. He's Hang not on. very good, wants to come out of the woodwork and be like, Brock Purdy's not any good. Well, Hang on. Oh, I'm all the only thing. So this is I am not saying Brock Purdy's not good. I never said that. I asked if he if you still thought he was a top 10 quarterback. That was my question. Um, and you said yes, and I think it's fair to say that. Uh, but I think if McCaffrey and Debo Samuel are not able to go in these next couple weeks, Purdy needs to do more than what he did this week. Because, sure. Yeah. yeah. He's going like, to have to. Like, he's going to have to. Well, he's going to have to, one. But two, like, 
we're seeing what's happening with Jimmy G. And I think the better comparison right now is to say, oh, look, Brock Purdy is like Jimmy G in the sense of when everybody's there, he can manage the game and he's better than Jimmy G because he doesn't turn the ball over as much. But if you're going to ask him to go and carry a team to win, I don't think so. And my really my biggest takeaway was if Deshaun Watson plays this game, I think the Browns win this game by like 20 plus points. Uh, I think the fact I don't know know about that, bro. I don't know. I do. I think I think Deshaun Watson is plenty better than PJ Walker. Yeah, I agree. Is their third string quarterback? I agree, but there's also other things that you have to take into account. Like Deshaun Watson, there's something fishy going on, and so like maybe these these Browns will rally around a backup quarterback in ways that they don't rally around Deshaun Watson. That's fair. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's fair. I I'm just like I just mean in general, it feels like. Like if they had a starting caliber quarterback, this game wouldn't have been close because PJ Walker threw two picks. They still only scored 17 points. And I don't know. I I just think Purdy, it's like, it's a very interesting spot for Purdy because uh, I I just think that comparison to Tom Brady is a little far-fetched because Brady had- I'm just saying like, if you, I'm not comparing then. I'm just saying like, if I'm saying that so many people want to jump on Purdy's back, like this game was totally his fault. When yes, he could have played better. He didn't play great, but I'm saying like there was so many factors that went into that. Yeah, performance. but I, yeah, the biggest thing oh, for me no, is no, just let me he's... ask you a question. Let me ask you okay. a question, Nick. Okay, so we're 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 looking at the Dolphins. They went sure. on the road to Buffalo, sure. a game sure. that you say Buffalo had to win. This yes, is or a they game were three, or they were three games back in the division. Correct. I mean, this is a game where Cleveland really needs to win. They're two and two. For sure, if they lose. They're two and three. Um, you know, this is a game that they really need to win. Uh, we're not, we're not jumping on to his back because he had a poor performance at Buffalo where they got blown out by 28 points. I mean, do you know, two his numbers were not bad in that game. Uh, yeah, but they weren't good. It was, either. it was Miami. Are you kidding me? All right, hang on. I'm going to, I'm pulling this up for you. Cause you're going to tell me these weren't good numbers. This is what Tua did against Buffalo. Tua was 25 for 35 for 282 and a touchdown and a pick. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's not great. Touchdown and a pick. Didn't oh, didn't, uh, didn't Purdy have a touchdown and a pick? Yes, a touchdown and a pick, and he threw for about 120 yards. Yeah, I mean, it was raining. It wasn't raining. Oh, <laughs> come on. You know that game, on my, that game was the Miami defense, and yes, it was a game that Buffalo had to win. Sure, I just think the – I think – it's just interesting to see how Purdy performs when he loses McCaffrey and Samuel. And it's not like Debo Samuel is their second best receiver. Brandon Ayuk's their best. And it's not like they don't have George Kittle also. So like, I understand he lost some pieces, but he has so many great pieces around him. In the rain on the road. All right. All right. I I'm just, listen, I think I, I saw a stat today where like Jim Schwartz, who's the defensive coordinator for Denver is like, uh, eight and one or eight and two against Kyle Shanahan. So that's fair. Like his, he might just have his number. True. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Let's move on. I, yeah, we'll see this. I, yeah, yeah. Moving on. All right. Raiders Patriots. Um, I told Dan the most interesting storyline I felt like from this game was the fact that last year, the Patriots lost in probably the most hilarious way possible on that backwards lateral. And then Mac Jones getting stiff armed. Um, and then Mac Jones just has another terrible game. Um, and the Patriots were just bad. I think, uh, I, I did. I will shout out um, the podcast with uh, Diamonds and Hashmarks. I'm going to give them a shout out right now. They were on the, they were on a couple episodes ago. Um, and Picho mentioned that if you're the Patriots, 
you should tank for Caleb Williams and then pay for an O-line and turn this thing around really quickly. And I think that would be crazy if they did it. But could you imagine That's Bill Belichick with true. like a another good quarterback? Yeah, but they need weapons. Like I think, yes, Mac Jones is an issue, but they don't have any weapons. Devontae Parker cannot separate. Juju Smith cannot sh- separate. Like They don't have receivers that can separate. Uh, and their offensive scheme isn't great. Mac Jones isn't great. Like this offense isn't great. Um, yeah. So you know, one one stud rookie quarterback isn't gonna change everything immediately. That's um, fair. This is they need to hit on multiple draft picks, and they don't have a history in the Belichick era of doing that, especially yeah. with receivers. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Well, even like I feel like it's more their scheme though, because Jacoby Myers was on their team a year ago and did nothing, and now he's playing Correct. in Las Vegas and he's looking like a, a capable wide receiver. Now he's behind Devontae Adams, so he doesn't get the number one coverage, but still. So I don't know. The Raiders are interesting. Uh, you know, getting back to 500, a team that, you know, I don't believe in Jimmy G, but maybe, you know, through the powers of Josh Jacobs and a, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's the division just so hard. I don't know if they can really do much, but it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think they're very good and I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but <laughs> that's fair. All right. Max, Max Crosby uh, is a blast to watch. What? Max Crosby is a blast yes. to watch. It's a shame that uh the Raiders have wasted his his prime. Right. Uh all right. Detroit and Bucks. I don't have a ton to say. Detroit, you know, uh stays on track. Jared Goff has a good game. Uh Baker doesn't have a good game, but you know, Dan and I both said like we heart wise wanted to take the bucks because it would just be cool to see them win this game and our head said no you need to take the lions um so we took them and they won but i don't know the 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 bucks are a fun team and i think that they could win this division like win the nfc south they were in this game for for long enough to to prove that yeah uh detroit is good like detroit their defense is good um and offensively jameer gibbs was out david montgomery got hurt uh amon ross st brown wasn't 100 percent, and they still just really dominated on the road so uh they're scary yeah all right moving on cardinals rams uh i'll let you go first yeah rams won this game we all took them so yeah not a whole lot to to say about this game honestly cooper cup back uh like he never left so um los angeles i think is scary for anybody just because of the connection between stafford and and cup so yeah yeah definitely a dangerous team uh as for the cardinals they were frisky but now they lost james connor so they're less frisky uh all right another big shock i guess there were two shocks this week Uh, i don't know maybe three jets eagles jets beat the eagles 20 to 14 uh did you hear what robert sala said about embarrassing quarterbacks yeah I, mean, I don't know about that man like whatever yeah i mean your your quarterback is an embarrassment so yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you kind of touched it on hard, it they make it hard for quarterbacks for sure their defense is good embarrassing i don't know i like i don't know if patrick mahomes left embarrassed you know no no i and don't think so i the only quarterback Hart- Jalen Hurst doesn't strike me as a person who's going to leave the building cowering and embarrassed. You know, yeah, he, he's going to live up to his mistakes, learn from them, and move on. That's what winners do. 
Yeah, and it's it, you know it's just funny. It's big talk when you have to play Josh Allen again, and you haven't played this Miami offense yet this year. True. And so it's a couple of games where I know they've done well, but the offensive they played against haven't been like like you talked about. The Eagles haven't been clicking. The Kansas City Chiefs haven't been clicking. And so Ooh. to go, huh? I am so interested in watching Miami and New York play. Um, mostly, you know. I would love to see New York have like a competent offense to make these games more interesting. (laughs) I'm really interested to see if the Jets defense is able to slow down Miami's offense because they were playing with two backup defensive backs and they shut down really uh, that offense, especially in the second half with backups. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... It's like, but Philly doesn't run. And nobody runs Miami's offense. Like you said, people try to take it and do stuff like it. But besides the Bills game, and really that Bills game came down from we were playing catch up. And so you start to try to play hero ball a little bit. Um, The Dolphins offense just looks so good. And so it's just, I I don't know. It's definitely going to be like one of those games. Does my, I don't think Miami plays Cleveland, but that would be also like a very, I'd be very interested in a game like that. Um, But yeah, it, to make your point, like the Eagles, I, I think it does make next week's game, I think, better, honestly. Like, I know as a Dolphins fan, I would have wanted them to win and be, like, undefeated, feeling good going into the game against Miami. Um, but I'd rather get the best out of a team that just lost and you know that they're going to come out inspired. And if Miami can find a way to go into a hostile environment in Philly, and, you know, we'll talk about this next week, and, and pick up a win and then get the chance to go home and kind of get a – practice game against new england before they go to germany like you got to feel good as a dolphin so so you know i as a fan it's like i really wish they had beaten the jets but as somebody that wants to know what this team is i'm glad that they lost and so we can really see you know what is miami made of yeah and i'll talk about this a little bit on our next episode but the trenches are going to be so important in that game really you know because because that's the strength of Philadelphia's defense is uh, their defensive line. And so can they, one, neutralize the rush? And if they are are able to do that, then are they able to get any pressure uh, on Tua before the defense breaks down? Because their uh, pass defense isn't the greatest, the Eagles. So um, they're going to have to pressure Tua within three seconds before he can get the ball out, which is what he does. So um, it's an interesting matchup for sure. Yeah, and, and a couple of things to keep an eye on this week before we make picks is who is playing center for the Dolphins because if it's Liam Eikenberg, they might be in trouble. And the second one is, oh, oh dang it. I had it, and then I lost it. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. It was something about, I don't remember now. Okay, well, I had a second thing. If I remember it, I'll, I'll speak of it. But that's, that's probably one of the biggest things is who's going to be playing center for Miami in that game, which, again, we'll talk about on our next episode. All right, our last game to cover before we talk about the game tonight and then just anything else we want to do before we wrap up. Uh, Giants-Bills. Bills eke out a win on a controversial ending of a game. What say you about Buffalo? Yeah. Are you worried? Controversial, whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, the here's the truth of the game is, is that the Giants – should have won that game. They, and then they just blew it themselves. They had terrible clock management at the end of the first half. They had a chance to get a stop on defense. They had a chance to score even before that drive to push it to fourteen to seven before um, before Buffalo went down and, and scored. 
So they had plenty of chances before it came to that last play. You know, For sure. The one play didn't end it. Um, yeah, I don't think Buffalo deserved to win that game, honestly. But the Giants are just that sorry of an offense that uh, they couldn't take advantage of the really lousy first half that Buffalo had. Yes, I am a little bit worried about Buffalo. I think that their Super Bowl window is closing, and it's closing quickly. Um, so they really need to get it together. Um, I... I almost feel bad for them just because of the amount of injuries that they have on the defensive end. It reminds me of like the Ravens and the Chargers and uh, just how they've been bitten by the injury bug in the last couple of years. Um, and defensively, you know, Matt Milano's at Matt Milano's out probably for the year. Shadavius White's out for the year. Um, Von Miller's still not back to his form. Um, and even when he does come back, is he going to be the same Von Miller? I don't know. Um, and then offensively, their weapons are just. They're, they run the ball a little bit better with James Cook, but overall, like, it's Stephon Diggs and Stephon Diggs. Um, he gets yeah. open. They've got other guys that are just okay, but I think, and I was texting, you know, uh, Trippy, uh, avid Bills fan last night, and I was like, I think that as the Super Bowl window closes, I think it would, might be worth, like, going out and getting, trying to get another stud receiver uh, to couple with Diggs and to help out Josh Allen a little bit. Um, I don't know. It might be worth it because if they're seeing what everybody else is seeing, then they've got to make a move now or else Miami's going to continue to pass them up. Kansas City is going to continue to win. Baltimore is going to pass them up. Cincinnati is going to continue to win. Like Jacksonville is going to pass them up. The Chargers are going to pass them up. So they, they got to do something. They got to yeah. change something. Yeah, definitely. And this is the this is probably my biggest concern with Buffalo is unlike, you know, I and not just to compare them to Miami, but I feel like the better teams in this league put away teams that aren't as good as them like yeah, quickly. I, or it's just I, evident. And and Buffalo doesn't they just don't do it. Like yeah. you know, they lost to New York after Aaron Rodgers goes down on the fourth play of the game. They did they did it against Oakland. They did it against Washington, even though that Washington game was closer than you thought. They came out and beat Miami, which again, good win. But then they lose against Jacksonville, and now they barely beat New York. And and now they have to go play in Foxborough against a team that has nothing to lose, you know, and Mac Jones, who might be playing for his career, you know, if if he has another bad game, it might be zappy time. I don't know. Um, and so I, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I'm gonna pick New England. In fact, I'm telling you, I probably won't. But if if New England were to win this game next, like this next Sunday, I would not be shocked. Yeah, they're just so. Yeah, you're right. They do play down to the level of their competition too much. Um, I, sorry, I was just watching to see if Tony Pollard fumbled. <laughs> you're good. Position. Um, he didn't. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they do play down to the level of their competition. They have three games where they've played really well and three games that they've played really poorly. Um, and so they got to get it figured out. They got to be a little bit more consistent. Um, and it's all on Josh Allen. And I feel bad for the dude. Like when he plays well, like they are dominant. Um, but if he doesn't show up and play well, like they struggle. Um, yeah. And that, like they don't get any help. Like you see some of these other teams, like for instance, Pittsburgh, like, their offense never shows up. Yeah. They, still have a, they still have a chance to win these games because their defense, the defense. shows up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they get obviously a ton of help. Um, 
So Josh Allen just doesn't seem like he gets any any relief. Like if yeah. he makes a mistake, if he makes a bad play, it's like, oh, well, next time you better put on your Superman cape and go take your team down the field because nobody else is going to help you. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have James Cook, who's been running the ball, who was running the ball well. Um, I know those first couple weeks, and then you know he didn't run the ball as great this week. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like that's the biggest thing is they're two, they're like two Josh Allen reliant. They're not, you know, and and, and Stephon Diggs to your point, like adding another receiver for them too, just like we said with Kansas City, would like would go a long way with this team. Um, but yeah, interesting to see. You know, this next week of games will be fun um, to see how teams do. We have some really fun matchups and so it's going to be good um last game is just cowboys chargers it just started uh i believe the chargers are about to get the ball at zero zero you have the chargers tell me why yeah the chargers are going to win this game i can tell from the very first possession uh dallas went three and out Dak doesn't look great you had mentioned you know on a previous episode yeah the chargers are already driving down the field (laughs) <laughs> you had mentioned on a previous, um, you can just tell. You can just sometimes tell when teams come out flat. I think yes. Dallas comes yeah. out flat. But you had mentioned like last year, teams playing against the 49ers uh, the following the week, week after. Yes. 0 and 14 because they're so physical. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, it looks that way for Dallas right now. I don't have the game on, I, so I can't I tell. I think the, I think the Chargers should win this game, but the Chargers do Chargers things. So yes, well that's that is the only reason. It's funny because it's like it's like what happens when the when the immovable force what what is it the unstoppable force meets the immovable object where like whatever could go wrong does go wrong with Dallas, and then you have the Chargers who are the Chargers meeting each other and both of them are probably going to find ways to lose this game <laughs> so yeah. they'll figure out who doesn't do the worst job of losing the game um but yeah i mean look i probably should have taken the chargers but i just wanted to be different from you guys so i took i took well, you're just a justin herbert hater let's no, just say it, i promise it's it's really not that <laughs> okay i promise i think i picked i actually I, I think i picked first but i already knew your picks so i i said your pick first to share with dan so i didn't have this unfair advantage Gosh, uh, and then I felt like Dan was going to take the chargers and we had so many games where we picked the same thing where it was like, I feel like I just need to go out on a limb. This is one of the games where I'd feel better picking the other team. Uh, and I may come to bite me in the butt cause I could have gotten at least one game back on you guys if I had taken the chargers, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, there's, there's still uh 57, Plenty. Minutes, 57 minutes in this game, but honestly, like <laughs> there's a lot of time for things to go wrong. About the score and it's yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's All a right. Kellen Moore revenge game. Kellen Moore. That's true. It is a Kellen Moore revenge game. I didn't think about that. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode, unless there's any other sport thing that you want to talk about. Nope. That's all. We've already gone like almost. We've 40 gone 40 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Just the two of us. Uh, it's, it's easier than you think once you've been doing it for this long. It's crazy. We're 38 episodes in. So. All righty. Everybody enjoy their week without football. We'll see you on Thursday, I guess. Week without football. What do you mean? You know, like Tuesday and Wednesday stink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the two days. I think there's probably college football games on those days. Um, but, yeah. yeah but All right. Well, perfect time to take your wife on a date. That's right. Yes, it is. All right. Well, say bye. Bye. See you.